Hi, this is Cindy Godwin, pastor of Summit Church, and this is our chosen podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope that it helps build up your faith and remind you that God has chosen you and set you apart for His purpose. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You are amazing. And I just really, really honor the people that really give and serve. And of course, our amazing friends. You know, you just can't live life without friends. You know, so I could teach. There's so many lessons that I would love to teach. There's so many things that I, because like, I just love to talk. I just love it. You know, it's just like I got in trouble from, the, from kindergarten up as the one that always talked. How many of you are like that in your classroom, right? You just love to talk, you know? So I just love it, and I love to be in this company. You know, I grew up with three sisters plus two brothers, so I had a big group of people. And, and you know, when you have a lot of girls, and, and so it makes it really, really fun to be in the company of all of you that are here. I already know that things have happened that are supernatural. Things have happened in your life that because you have come, things have changed in your life. The hardest thing about seeing change is this. Okay, I'm going to give you this kind of weird illustration. Okay, so, so stay with me, okay? So the other day I fell. You know, how many of you have, you know, I'm, I'm old. I'm not supposed to fall. You know, I mean, like fall where you skin, you know, like, so I skin my knee really good. You know, like, I mean, I was climbing, I was hiking and I love to hike and I was hiking on my mountain and I got lost and you're not supposed to get lost on your mountain either, but that's another whole story that has a whole bunch of uh, things that I'm going to say eventually, but I'm on this mountain and I'm, I'm trying to get down. So I was lost for a few, for, for a few minutes. And one of the parts of it is I fell. And I cut this knee, right? So when I cut my knee, you know, I get home and I mean, I put, you know, stuff on it. But it's two weeks, okay? Two weeks have gone by. And there's, I'm not going to show it to you. I'm not going not gonna to show it to you, girls. Let's just pretend you can see it. It's right there on my knee. But I can feel it. Because why? Because it's got a scab, right? How many of you, I know this is kind of a weird illustration, but just, just like again. But have you ever cut, you know, you, you, you've got a scab someplace. You, you, your kids, pretend it's your kids if this makes you gross about thinking about it. So, but, but you've got a scab on your knee. And when I first got it, it took, you know, it was basically my whole knee. It had the whole thing, okay? But I didn't notice day by day, day by day, day by day, when I look down on it, now that same big old cut that was on my knee, now it's just really small. It just, it just has gradually gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. Can y'all, can you, can y'all like, if, if you can't think about yourself, think about your kids, you know, when they go, you know, look it, I got a scrape. And they show you, I've got grandkids, you know, and they're like, they love it. This was the coolest thing that my, that grandma could show my grandkids was my cuts. They were so excited. To see. Of course, they loved me. They didn't want me to be hurt, but especially Levi, my three-year-old, when he is like, oh, Grandma, let me see. Let me, is it still there, Grandma? Let me see it. Let me see it, you know? And that gets smaller, you know? And so this is, gets smaller and smaller. Do you know that it's almost like it's the coolest thing to think about is that in the natural, you and I have, can see cuts, but we can also see those, those scabs or those problems. They get smaller and smaller. Do you know that is the... It's kind of a gross picture, but it is a picture of what happens to you on the inside. There are things that happen that you have got big wounds that have happened on the inside of you in life. There are things that you have fallen. 
You've had destruction things. You've had abandonment things. You've had painful things. You've had genuine painful things that have happened to you in your life. And they are, they are big, like they're big cuts. They're scabs on the inside. And then the spirit of the Lord begins to work in you. And just like God created our body to naturally heal itself, you know, it just, cause that's a, that you think about it. That's a pretty supernatural thing. When you, when you actually look at something that is totally destroyed and how God created our bodies to heal itself and God, and no, and there are people that don't believe in God. Can I ask you, how did, how does that happen? How did that get created that literally you can cut and boom, it just covers it in a, in a certain amount of time. But do you see the same thing happens in the spirit realm inside of you when you get around God's word? When you allow God's word, it is a salve to that area of pain in your very being. It's a healing power that begins to happen in your life. And, and that scab, that problem that hurt, that abandonment, those, that divorce pain, that shameful things, deep things that have happened in your life. When you get around the presence of the Lord, it's like oil of the Holy Spirit comes into your life and brings healing into your life. So you that have come in and given of yourself to be in the presence of that anointing, that presence of that healing, hearing the words that have been spoken, because these words that have been spoken from last night to today have been anointed, and it's like they have put on that oil of healing of the Holy Spirit. And what you came inside, when you came in, some of you had inside scabs that were this big. Some of you were smaller, some of you were smaller, but I, well, I just, you can't see it, but I'm telling you, you just have to believe me. You just, and you'll recognize it when you're walking out of chosen tonight, when you wake up tomorrow, when you think about it this next week, if you will check yourself and say, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will say, I just want you to know that scab that you went in was this big. Do you know that it's now this big? And then you just keep giving yourself. See, the thing about people, I want everything to disappear in a moment. I said, well, then die and go to heaven because we live on earth. And I would say, well, when I fell, I could say, that scab should disappear just Im immediately. And God said, well, it is healing. It will be gone. You will not see it anymore. But I created a healing element that will make it be healed over. But you've got to give it some space. You've got to put the, the healing power on it to make it work. And so don't get, don't get dis, don't feel bad if you go, well, I still have a little bit of issues that I've got to deal with. I'm like, yeah, life. Yeah, life, but it's smaller, keeps getting smaller. Why? Because of the love of God, the healing power of God. By his stripes, you are healed. By his word, you are healed. By your presence of the Holy Spirit, you are healed. I'm just telling you, just trying to give you some, you know, you can do this. It is amazing. Look what the Lord is doing. Look what the Lord is doing all across you. And I would kind of encourage you that I, I always find sometimes we come into these kind of amazing times with God and, and we heard the word of the Lord from different people. And, and sometimes you get a little bit, you can get a little bit overwhelmed and there's a lot that gets put into that, your computer of your heart, the computer of your soul. 
and you can kind of feel overwhelmed with it. That's why it's really nice to take notes or to take, you know, anybody that you listen to, when you're listening to them, you hear something and you go, that, that, was, that was for me. Make sure you write those kind of things down. Even if you don't take notes of the whole thing, make sure you write down the, the thing that really touched you or, or helped you in a moment and write the sentence big enough that you can understand it the next time you read it. You know, have any of you written like me? You wrote down words, you go like, what is that? Like, don't understand it, you know? But you write enough so that next week when you're home and you and the Lord are together and you're speaking to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit says, let me bring you back to this moment that you were sitting in chosen. Let me, let me remind you of something that Chrissy said or that Cindy said. Let me remind you of that song that you were singing and the words that were coming. Let me remind you of the conversation that you had in the foyer when y'all were dancing, but somebody said something and you felt that impress of the Holy Spirit because you do know that y'all sisters, when you're all being together, the Holy Spirit's speaking through you, right? Do you realize that? That you are a healer also. That you, your very presence is not just about you getting healed, you're helping others get healed by your conversations with them. By you being that spiritual woman that you are. (laughs) You go, that's not me. I'm like, you can be saved a minute. And you cannot be saved. And the Holy Spirit will speak through you. I mean, God used a donkey in the Old Testament. Just go buy a person and go, bah, bah, here I come. <laughs> I know, that gives me encouragement. I'm just telling you. You know, it's not about how, it's about the, that God uses each and every one of us to really speak to each other. That's why, like, your presence is important. Your presence, you being here, not just, you know, oh, I was thinking about it, and well, no one really cares if I'm not there. Well, well, just quit being a victim. Just be here because you're supposed to be here, and I know you're all here, but I just want to validate that you being here is very significant to other people in the room. You are more important to each other than you think. The smile that you give to, the high five, the dancing with each other that lets people have that spirit of joy release, watching you do things, being a part of your life, it, it means something to the body. And maybe I'm really even more emphasizing this because I really do believe that the demonic spirits released a spirit of isolation into the globe. He released ugly spirit, a destructive spirit, a death spirit of isolation. And in that isolation, people have been having anxiety and fear, and they've been getting sick and having problems, and there have been divorce rates, suicide rate, all the rates, all those horrible things have been going up. They've been skyrocketing up. Why? Because the demonic spirit released this isolation thing. And so, and we became comfortable with it. You know, we become comfortable with, you know, seeing things from afar and shopping everything online and, you know, visiting, you know, via Zoom instead of actually being in contact with each other, not realizing that it's causing damage to our soul. And so I guess I want to just say, oh no, devil, you do not get to win in isolating us. We're not going there. Yeah, we are not going there. We're going to remember. We still hug each other. Do you remember? Do you remember how everybody, like you couldn't even hug each other. You couldn't even hug each other. And I was like, are you kidding me? 
Are you kidding me? I was a kid that was raised in an environment. My mom just was not a hug or toucher at all. Dad, you know, they, 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 nobody hugged and touched. And nobody was really snuggly at all. And I am a high, like once I got saved and I got in an environment that people started, you know, doing the high, you know, give me hugs. And all of a sudden that kind of released that that's really a need in me. I'm like a hello, touch me, give me a hug. But you know, like they're not all of you. you know, I'm just saying only those I want to hug me. I'm, you know, cause, no, okay. Well, anyway, so, 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 but I, I realized, you know, how important that is and how, what did the devil do? You can't even hug each other. Can't even, can't, can't even give each other high fives. Can't even touch. And I'm thinking, did you all think about what the devil did to us as, as people and what he did in bringing out destruction? I, I decided, man, at one point I said, I don't care. Like, come on COVID, I'm hugging people. I'm hugging and I'm saying hi to people and I'm shaking hands and I'm letting people know you are valuable and you are loved because there's something about that relationship. So I'm just going down that pathway to say, come on, let's do it. Let's be, let's not let isolations tear us apart, but let's recognize the value of all of us, of the body of Christ, loving each other, being happy and letting the joy of the Lord be our strength, being kind hearted, being out there with people, being that person that's growing and moving and grooving, and we're happy. And so we're an example to the world. You know, they can come and follow us. Amen? Okay, so that was pure free. And, but the time already started. Okay, that was the other lesson. I always call that, you know, I'm a, I have many lessons that the Spirit of the Lord, I have to turn my iPad on. Here it comes. So, okay, so, you know, I wrote this, Casey and I, uh, we went into uh, COVID and we actually uh, taught this. And then I said, it needs to be in a book, Kingdom Culture. You can only get, you can get it on Amazon. So it's not out there, but get it on Amazon. In the world, not of the world. If, I, you know, like, we, we must, we must see who we are in Christ. We must understand the value of that we, we are living, we are to be in the world, to help the world, to be ambassadors in our world. And I'm not afraid of the world, but we have to also understand who we are in Christ so that we're in the world loving it. We're strong. We're fearless. We, we walk with God's goodness and God's grace. We're never perfect. We never get it all right. You know, we're, we're people. We're living on the earth. But we understand how do we live in this world? How do we, how do we live above the, the cancel of this world? How do we live above the racism of this world? How do we live above the meanness of this world? So we, I talk, we talk a lot about in the world, but not of the world. Live above it and just, you know, how to, you, know, you can fight with God's weapons. God's given us weapons. Six powerful keys to living like Jesus. The kingdom where Jesus is king. So anyway, get that on Amazon.com and you can, you know, get that. It's great for doing life groups or you sell groups, whatever y'all call them here. We have what, or chosen groups. <laughs> well, excuse me, I know what they're called here. She, I just listened to it. What am I saying? Okay, so listen, let's look and so, this was really good because we sang this, this song tonight and I, I'm going to see how far I could get with this. I won't get very far because I know myself. <laughs> so Psalms 23. Let's get into Psalms 23 for just a minute. So, okay, so Samuel used to follow me on Instagram, but did you, did you lose me? 
okay, you did lose me because Instagram just deleted my whole Instagram just so that you know, yeah, it's gone. And so now I'm under a new name, Wendy Eltreat. It's not a new name, it's still my name. You know, it, can I just tell all of you people on Instagram, when anybody that's a spiritual leader sends you an inbox message, it's not them. Would you know that? Give me money for my orphanage. It's not any spiritual person that is doing that. I'm just telling you. Because I have people that they'll go, oh, you asked me for money. I said, of course I didn't ask you for money. No, I don't ask you. For, Rick doesn't ask you. Sydney doesn't ask you for money on her Instagram. Give to this special orphanage. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Nobody sends you those messages so that all of you know that. They're all fake, phony. And they follow Christians and then they make fake accounts, and then they, you, they befriend you. They give you this beautiful note, how the Lord is working in you. The Lord loves you. The Lord is gracious of you. Then they sign it. It's for me. They use all these words that I would use, but I didn't use. And then they say, now give me some money. So please don't follow that. I'm just saying. Okay. So any which way. So, yeah, but I am on Instagram. Okay. So, but the world, Wendy L., Wendy Louise. Oh, Wendy Louise. I just thought you'd want to know. Okay. So anyways, wait. It says this in Psalm 23. God is my, this is a unique web straw to get my water. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have to do something really fabulous because after Catherine, Catherine, yeah. After Catherine last night, I don't know about y'all, but did you love her last night? I loved her. Oh my gosh. I loved her. Then I loved Cindy this morning. I thought Cindy taught at my conference kajillion years ago. I mean, a really long time ago. And she basically told me, no, no, no. And I said, I, I already bought you a ticket. Get up here. You're teaching. I mean, I was like, you're going to do it anyway. And it's just so beautiful. I mean, she's a powerful teacher of God's word. And she had such the ability within her. There are so many things that are within you that you just don't know that are within you. Why? Because fear will stop you. Your no sometimes can be so big. You know, there's people say that this is what I've heard people. See, I told you, I probably will get there. I might not. You never know. But just pretend that I'm talking out of Psalms 23. Okay? <laughs> because now I'm over here. I'm not lost. I just went over here for a moment. Okay? Because it's just what we do. Okay? This is what happens. Okay? It's really amazing to me. The Spirit of the Lord goes back over here. And I'm like, yes, yes. Okay. Okay, so this is... Okay, so I've heard people say, you know, you really need to learn how to say no. You really need to learn how to say no. I don't agree with that at all. I don't at all. You need to learn how to say yes. You need to learn yes. No is easy. Just listen to any child. All of your children, no, no, no. You don't want them to know that word. They don't need that word. They need yes. They need yes. You all, we need to know how to say yes to what the Spirit of the Lord directs us in. We need to say yes, yes, yes. Go ahead and clap, because you just should anyway, just to kind of stir yourself up. 
Yes is such a secret blessing of a word that you learn when somebody says something to you, say, can you do this? I read this book way back when my kids were just little, 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 and I I don't remember the author, I don't remember where I got it, but I do remember what the words, they said this, learn how not as a mother to use, they called it the idiot no. Don't use the idiot. No. And what mothers will often do with their kids is a kid ask them to do something and the kid goes, and the mom goes, oh no. Why? Well, because at the moment they can't. There's many reasons why you say no, no, no. Learn how to say yes. It was the most brilliant thing because you begin a different pathway of thinking. You begin that pathway of how can I be a yes person? How can I say yes when my feelings say no? When even my time schedule sometimes says no? When my thought about myself and my ability of what I can do says no? It's not possible. I'm not smart enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not old enough. I'm not, um, I don't have enough education. I don't have, I'm not married. I am married. I have too many kids. I have not enough kids. I mean, there's so many things that come up into our, I can't do it pile in our head and in our heart. And the spirit of the Lord says, listen, I want you to learn how to do things that you don't even think that you can do, but I have gifted you to do them. But the devil has come into every one of our lives, starting from even literally before you were born. Do you know that you're a one? Just a minute, I have the exact number. I'm going to tell you because I love this number, and I'm going to find it because you need to write this down and really get to know this. I wrote it down. One of 400 trillion that you're born. You are, in order to get you here, you are one of 400 trillion to be you. In order to be you, all these things happen. One, 400 trillion things happen to be the exact of you. That's phenomenal. I mean, so, you know, somebody now with the way they can do that in computers, they go, okay, th- you, this person had to meet this person, had to meet this person, had to meet this person, had to marry this person, had to marry this person, had to go to here, how to get 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 here, boom, you. 400 trillion to get you on earth. That's, that is astronomical when you and I will stop and think about how hard it was for God to get you to be you on the earth. Okay, so now just think about this. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He starts off from before you were born trying to get you aborted. Okay, so that starts before you're even born to get you not to be possible here. Now you're here, okay? So now that you're here, now what does he do? From the moment that you're born. Do not think that this just started like right now. It started from the moment you were born to steal, to kill, and to destroy your dream and your vision. The thing that God has gifted you in certain areas of your strength and who you are, God tries to steal. I mean, the devil tries to steal that from you. And at any time of your life, any age of your life, you can go, all right, I am not going down that death pathway anymore. I'm not going to let myself be ruled by what the devil has convinced me of who I am. You're who you are when the devil convinces you of who you are. You're not, you don't have the ability. You're not good enough. There's so many things about your, like, I have to tell you, I sat last night listening to uh, Catherine, 
And I listened to her last night, and I thought, I I'm not even going to teach tomorrow night. I'm not going to do it. She's just too good. I'm not doing it. I'm not getting up. And I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Because the insecurities of me have been, and they're stupid insecurities. I I'm old. I should be over these by now. I'm telling you. I should be over them by now, and I still have to decide I refuse to go down that pathway, even though I'm thinking it. I'm not going there. So I'm just, I, I use myself as this base of, you know, it, sometimes you think, no, I can't, no, I can't, no, I can't. I'm doing it anyway. I, I, I'm going. I'm doing it. I'm going it. Why? I don't feel, I don't feel adequate. I don't feel smart enough. I know somebody else is better than me, but I'm willing. You that are willing are so valuable that are willing to just do it anyway. You're just, any of you remember the name Catherine Coleman? Do anybody, or is anybody familiar with that name? Catherine Coleman, in what, in the 40s, was a dynamic woman evangelist. She, signs and wonders followed her. She was like, she changed the world. She rocked her world with who she was. As a woman in a time zone that women couldn't even do anything like that, she was just dynamic in the world of preaching the gospel. Do you know that in her testimony, of her life. She says this. She says, you know, God went to four men first and they all said, no, I was the fifth. I did it. I did it. And I thought when, when I heard that testimony, I said, I said, you know what? I'm pretty sure God went to a lot of people before me to do the things that I'm doing because, because there's, there's better re there's better people that could have done it. But guess what? I said, yes, I said, yes. I say that to you and I in this room because there are things that I really do believe that the Spirit of the Lord is saying, I need some of y'all to start saying yes more. I need some of y'all to start stepping up and getting to where God wants you to keep going. Keep moving. And by the way, I don't care. I don't give two hoots about your age. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know what? It, your age has nothing to do with what God has you to do. You better get going. Young, old. Young, old in the middle, all over the place. You know, you just start doing what you can in the season that you're in. Okay, let me read you a couple of these scriptures that I really want you to read it too. That in order to do what God has called us full on to do in life, I believe there are certain things that are absolutes. They're not maybe kind of sorted. They're absolutes. There are things that you need in the equipment, in the weaponry that God freely gives to us to be able to do things that are above our pay grade. You know, like I'm just talking about how we live above our pay grade. We do things that are above our pay grade. We act in ways that are above our pay grade. We're environments that are above our pay grade. We have relationships with people that are above our pay grade. There's things that, that are like, whoa, I don't know if I can do this. And the Spirit of the Lord says, yes, you can, but you better take me with you. You better understand certain things. And I want, to, I want us to go to a couple things in the word of the Lord so that I actually will remember to get you there. Acts 1. Oops, I just forgot Psalms. You just better come to the church. Get, you know, get, you know, I'll teach it sometime. 
<laughs> you know, praise the Lord. Do you know that every single Tuesday night at 7 o'clock here, I'm Facebook Live. So I might teach it on Facebook Live. Every single Tuesday night. If you go on Facebook, you're going to find me. I'm, I'm live, 20 minutes. Okay, so, and it's really 20 minutes. I'm done. Okay, so Acts 1, let me just show you this something. I want you to see this. Oh, i got to get in the right translations. Okay, in Acts 1, it says this. Acts 1.8, write these scriptures down if you need to, but Acts 1.8, it says this. Uh, yeah, Acts 1.8. It says, but you shall receive power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power. Then it says to be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. But if we would understand it like this, if, if I say instead of Jerusalem, I would say um, San Antonio, okay? Because that's the location of where you're at, and that's the understanding of what that is dealing with. So you shall be a witness in San Antonio. So then we go to Acts 2.4. Boom, go from Acts 1.8 to Acts 2.4. And it says this, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. When the, when this, and they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now notice this in Acts 1.8. That Jesus, the last thing that Jesus is saying to his disciples. The last thing that he leaves with his disciples. He said, listen. You're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Father did his work. Uh, Jesus did his work. The Holy Spirit has come to live and abide and bring comfort to you. But I need you to understand something. You shall receive power. Okay? You receive spiritual power. Power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, he said this to all of them. Okay? Now, think about it. These are people. Who, the, who he's speaking to is the disciples that saw lame walk, saw dead rise, saw eyes open. And he says, ha, 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 you need the power. You need, don't leave, get this. Okay, so he put such a high priority on understanding you need this power. And then it says they were all filled. How many were filled, family? All of them. Okay, nobody's left out. Nobody's left out. All were filled. Some people, some have this idea, oh, you know, some people get it. Some people don't. I don't know. When it says all, I actually believe the Bible. When it says all. If it says all, I'm going for it. Who's, who's, who's a yes person enough that says, if it says that I can have it, I can have it. You know, if God's word says have it, have it. Take what God says for you to have. Okay, now jump to 1 Corinthians. Really quickly, jump, for, jump to 1 Corinthians 11. And it says, uh, excuse me, I think 11, I meant 14. 1 Corinthians, right there, someplace. You know, I'm like, hello. I'm just so excited. I get 1 Corinthians 14.2. Notice this. In 14.2, it says this. For he who speaks in tongues. Now, remember, we just said they'd be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? With the evidence of speaking in tongues. So we're going biblically, scripture, scripture, 1 Corinthians 14.2. For he who speaks in tongues does not speak to man, but to God. Very important for you to understand that we're talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit as the personal gift that God gives to each and every one of us. But to God, for no one understands him, however, he in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. So it says very clearly, you must get filled with the Holy Spirit. The evidence is praying in the Holy Spirit. And then he says, by the way, when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're not speaking to each other, okay? You're speaking to God. 
Okay, so we understand this is talking about this amazing prayer language. Then continue on in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. Right there, just boom, pop down your screen. It says, for if I pray in tongues, okay, Holy Spirit, my spirit prays. My spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So you have to understand, and this is where people sometimes, they get kind of confused. You don't understand when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you don't understand what you're saying. It says it's unfruitful. That's what it says, okay? What is the conclusion? Okay, the Bible's telling us, what is the conclusion? I will pray with the Spirit. I will. I will also pray with the understanding. So we do both. I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding also. Why? Because what we're going to continue on, why this part of praying in the Spirit, it says it is very important. And then, boom, you just keep continue on. Paul says, and by the way, verse 18, I, I pray in tongues more than you all. So Paul even is bragging about it. He's saying, hello, somebody. Not only am I filled, but I'm praying more than you all. I am chasing Paul down all the time. I'm like, Paul, I'm chasing you because I'm praying in the power of the Holy Spirit, the language that I do not know, okay? I do not know the language that I'm praying. I do not understand it. It continues on. In first, it, it tells us, I love this particular scripture because I'm like, sheesh, we the church need to know Romans 8. Now go to Romans 8 in your Bible, Romans 8 and verse 26. Some of you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, but you have not been letting the power of the Holy Spirit really just be so strong within you. And so fear has been able to be a part. Anxiety is a part. You know, sickness is a part. Your nose are very strong and very big because you haven't been letting the Holy Spirit really pray through you and walk in that power of God's power, not just your own power the power of the Holy Spirit. We are kingdom people. In order to live in the kingdom strong, we need the king's weaponry. We need what the king has given to us. Yet we're kingdom people that are living in a world that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we want to be kingdom people with everything that he gives us. Romans 8, likewise... The Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. How many times have you felt weak? How many times have you felt inadequate to pray? How many times have you wondered how to pray over a situation of your family life, of your children's life, of your work life, of your emotional life, and you're like, ah, I don't know what to do. And God says, I know, I know. Because you've got weaknesses. Likewise, the Spirit helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit is able to pray and make intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercessions according to the will of God. When you and I give ourselves to pray in the language of the Holy Spirit, the language of God's power, the mystery language that God gives us, the word of the Lord teaches us when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, our mind does not understand. We don't understand what we're saying. It's a language of the Spirit. Romans 8 gives a definition of understanding that we are praying the perfect will of God. We're praying what God would pray in that. 
Well, I am like, thank you, Jesus, because why? It passes right through that fear and doesn't attach because it's a language I don't, because if I'm praying, because I'm to pray in my, in the Holy Spirit, but I'm also to pray in my own language, my first language, right? But if when I'm praying in my own language, I'm like, ah, God, I don't know what to do. God, I'm a little bit afraid of this man. My kid did this, my kid did that, my mom did this, my mom, did, I don't know what to do. That comes through in my own language because my emotions are attached. My feelings are attached. My fear is attached. When I pray in the Holy Spirit, it's the language that I don't understand. Praise the Lord. It goes right past. Bam! No fear comes out of that language that I don't know. No anxiety comes out of that language I don't know. No doubt comes out of that language that I don't know because it passes it. And God says, man, I got to help you out. I got to help you out. I want to give you some strength. I want to give you the ability to go past that and be able to pray in this language that you do not know. That Why? So you are praying the perfect will of God. You are praying the perfect will of God. You are praying, and, I, and you know not what you're praying for, but God says he knows what are the needs. He knows what the needs are. And when you're praying in this language, the language that you do not know, it is the language of the Holy Spirit. And let me remind you that when you pray in the Holy Spirit, God, you, when you pray in the language, your first language, because in this room, there's probably many first languages beside English. But when you decide to speak in the language of your, whatever language you're speaking, you use your vocal cords, you use your own ability to communicate, you use your breath. I mean, it, you, it just don't, if, if I'm not going to speak in English, guess what? There's nothing that I can just close my lips. Nothing comes out because God gave us an ability to use a functional thing that makes language come out of us. So it is with the Holy Spirit. Some people have said, well, I'm just waiting on the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, yeah, but you won't open your mouth. You won't use the vocal cords that I've given you to have the language come forth. And you say, yeah, but I don't understand it. I know. The Bible says you won't understand it. So it's a language that begins to come out of you and you speak the sounds that come forth and it's the language of God. So what does it say? You're praying in the perfect will of God. And then it says in Jude 20, build up yourself. Build up yourself. Jude 20, build up yourself. Build up yourself in the Holy Spirit. So you're getting stronger. We have got to stop being weak people. We have got to use the weaponry that God has given to us. I'm not strong by myself. I don't have the ability by myself. I will say no instead of yes. I will live by my flesh instead of the spirit. I will do my own thing instead of the will of the Lord. I will let the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy if I do not let the weaponry of God and the power of the Holy Spirit empower me to win. And so it is with all of us. And so it is with all of us. If we do not let the power of the Holy Spirit live and abide within us, praying in the Holy Spirit, we are not going to be able to win in areas that God wants us to win. Stand up all across the sanctuary. Come on, just stand up. Really, just stand up. Okay, I'm going to ask you a really bold question. If you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of praying in other tongues, boldly come down here, right there in front of me, right here. I want you to come down here right now. I want you to come down here right now. If you're not praying in the Holy Spirit or you've had some bumps, you're not doing very good at it, get down here right now. 
Come on, come on, all across the sanctuary. Come on, come on. There's a whole bunch of you. You're not praying in the Holy Spirit. You're not praying in the Holy Spirit. Come on. Just, and you might have a friend there with you. Just say, okay, go with me. I need somebody to come with me. I'm just going to, come on, come on, come on. Keep, come on from up there in the top. We'll wait for you because I need you to come down here. Come on. Come on over here. Some of you, you're pretending you're praying in the Holy Spirit. No, because you want everybody to know, but you're not. So get down here. Come on. This is a Holy Spirit time. This is a Holy Spirit time. There's a Holy Spirit. Come on. Just roll them in. Roll them in. What do you like? I love it. Come on. This is our Holy Spirit moment. Stay, you can just step up because we're like, you just step up. You know, yeah, because then the people behind you have room too. Yeah, just step up. Yeah, step up. They're getting in because these guys don't want to get in here too. Come on. Come all the way in. Come on. This is the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit. This is, you're going to begin to pray in the Holy Spirit now. And I'm going to give you some thoughts because look at it. It says in English. And you know, like how you're going to, but you say it, but there's also going to be, you sing in the Holy Spirit too. So it's not just um, uh, in a, you know, say your language, but you sing in the Holy Spirit too. So we're going to pray and then we're going to start praying. And then we're going to, then they're just going to have worship that's going to go on. They're going to be singing and you're going to sing and you're going to let the Holy Spirit also sing through you. I find that singing helps us. It helps us kind of step over that line, just jump ourselves over, okay? And I'm going to tell you this also. Some of y'all, I'm just going to give you, say, don't let the no come into your mind and heart. Just say, oh, I've got it. I'm getting it. I got it. Just be bold and very courageous. Just jump in. It's like diving in the pool. You know how you get on that top ladder and you're like, should I go? Should I go? Should I go? Should I go? Dive. <laughs> dive. Just imagine yourself. Dive into the water. Okay, and it's not. It, I don't know what you. I don't know how you're. You how you are because we're so uniquely different. God will give you your language. Okay, it might be small right to start, but it continuously builds. You know, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but you know, when you have little kids around, they start with little words, and then it can grow, 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 grow. Good. We're good, we're good and grow with it. Okay. Good. Okay. Is there anybody else? Anybody else that's just sitting there going, "Oh golly gee, it makes me so nervous." I know it. Come anyway. Come on, in case there's anybody else, I'm going to make them come. I'm just going to ask them one more time. One more time. Because a couple of you, I think you're just standing there. And you're like, well, I'm not really sure. I don't care. Get here anyway. Just get what God has for you. Amen? Just get what God has for you. Amen? Okay, so we're rolling. We're rolling. So I think you got us. Okay, now listen. I'm going to have you all pray. Okay? Now, you, I got all these amazing prayer partner ladies all around here. And if you want to come in here and kind of lay hands on people, then I, that's cool with me. They're, that are some women. You know, if you do that, you're, you're whatever you do. It's okay with me too. But what I meant, so if they're, hey, would you all take a little step in again, kind of come this way because people behind you want to get into and they're kind of, they're so far back there. I wanted to be able to get in so they're not, they've got space. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I'm I like, yeah, there, I want you all to feel so comfortable because God loves you. God has this planned for you. This night is for you. So when you begin to pray, I'm going to lead you in a confession simple of faith. Then I'm going to say, I receive the Holy Spirit. And when I say that, I say, begin to speak in the heavenly language. That's the Holy Spirit language. Then you just begin to speak. And you say, well, what, what, what? Just begin to speak. Let the words out of your mouth. Say this with me right now. Say, I come to you, God. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I turn from my old ways 
and I totally turn to you, God. I am now your daughter, and you are now my father. You love me, and I love you. I thank you for filling me with the Holy Spirit and the heavenly language right now in Jesus' name. Thanks again for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. You can hear more messages by visiting chosenessay.com. Be sure to follow us at Chosen Essay on Facebook and Instagram.